When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anyway, podcast back for another episode. Epstein's deep dark secret, Frankie C. Another one? I didn't think we would have another secret from Epstein, but sure enough, alas, he has found a way to hide something else from us. And yes, it makes him even more of a scumbag if that's even possible. Uh, of course. If you can believe it. Yeah, if God, you can believe it. Every day, there's something new. Every day. Uh, Pawn star cause of death. We lost uh, Rick Harrison's son, Adam. Tragic passing. Cause of death revealed. We'll talk about it. Uh, Reese Witherspoon eats snow over the weekend. The entire internet loses their minds over this. Why? Natasha Leggero does a topless Burt Kreischer impression that set the internet on fire a little bit. Um, Kamala Harris was not Joe Biden's first pick. He didn't want her at all. Says a new book. And an airplane cancels its flight when a passenger reports there's a couple of bolts missing out there. See the little wing? Oh. oh. Missing a couple of bolts. Oh, it's fine. You think you could look into it? Ladies and gentlemen, we're oh. going to be uh, taxiing back to the. <laughs> how do you. How are you. How does that happen? I don't know, man. But all that and more on this episode. Whatever. Damn it. Oh, yeah. I relabeled it before the show too. Like I'm telling you, I relabeled it so I wouldn't make that mistake. But you said it's one button, right? Or do you have to press two things? No, it's two. It's well, the, no. The intro and the outro are two different buttons. For people who have no idea what we're talking about. This is the outro. It goes over the screen, so you can't see us anymore. And the intro is what I just played. There's they're right next to each other, and I constantly hit the wrong thing all the time. Fucking fired. <laughs> 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 I should be removed, Frank. I don't know. Well, you never had the makings of a varsity athlete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I've been I had that one in the holster. I've been waiting to to, <laughs> to work that one in. Oh, it's just the best series. I think ever. that's the, that should be the next t shirt. Well, you never had do. the makings of a varsity athlete? Yeah. That's a great idea. Let's put that's that a, on a shirt. That's a great idea. We're going to put that on a shirt next. I'd wear that every friggin' day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Um, Epstein's What's the little... secret? What's okay, here's the secret. Uh, Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, wild racists. As if historically prolific pedophile human trafficker wasn't enough just keep pile how much more shit can we pile on to the top of the outcome of this case is it possible <laughs> oh my God. goodness just just scumbag thing after scumbag thing after scumbag thing yeah so uh maria farmer did an interview with the son and uh they have the one they have the exclusive on this hmm? whose son the son Oh, S the son. I got you. I was like, the son of who? 
Um, Stella routine. <laughs> and um, so uh, Maria Farmer, by the way, first one to notify authorities about Epstein and Maxwell going all the way back to 1996. She was their artist. She was their receptionist. Um, and um, she was the first, like I said, she was the first one to alert the FBI in 96 of what was going on over there. And she said that they literally like, I mean, let me give you the depths of this. He would, uh, they, they, there was zero people around that were not white. Zero. Like, you never had any sense of, like, you know, whatever. Uh, Naomi Campbell, who's on the list, mm-hmm. she was the only one, and Maxwell would often uh, label her as my black friend. In fact, it wasn't <sighs> like, it wasn't like, oh, Naomi Campbell's my black friend. She would be like, I'm going to go call Naomi Campbell my only black friend. Like she would go out of her way to label her as the black friend. Right. Maria Farmer said that uh, she had some friends come and, you know, pick her up one time from Epstein's New York City apartment. And they were, you know, just random people that a 20 year old would know, you know, like all different kinds of people. And Epstein told her, I don't want those kind of people coming here any longer like giant scumbag yeah we needed more proof yeah and then and this is my absolute favorite this is my favorite he once showed maria farmer a drawing of a skull divided into sections this was again back in the 90s he was saying that it was quote the skull of a black person and that it wasn't intelligent you know meaning like did the django unchained thing because it was small, like a smaller skull. Yeah. Remember that in Django Unchained with uh, DiCaprio when he did that? Did he? But he In the movie, he brings out an actual skull. Oh, is that right? And he's going, you know, he's pointing to all the, he's like, see this part here, this shows that it's like, ugh. Yeah. It's just horrible. Well, he did this to a picture of a skull and was trying to explain that because there, as it was a smaller skull, there was less intelligence and it was the skull of a black person. God. Something like that will indicate less intelligence. It's usually coming from the person. The person holding that picture <laughs> is the is the less intelligent person. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you look up and you go, there's definitely less intelligence here, but I'm sensing it. It's in the room. I got it. <laughs> it's in the room. <laughs> it's coming from uh, 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 you. Fucking people, man. What the hell is wrong with people? Yeah. And then he would always brag like, oh, he was like a science buff and he was into science okay. and this is science. Okay. Sure. Like, you just we we've come across this in your uh, me and you in our lifetime not necessarily the racism stuff but the you don't know what you're talking about and you're fighting for it like you have read up like yeah, there's a uh neil degrasse tyson he said he goes uh i you know people can believe whatever they want to believe but when they invoke science when they try to use science to prove it and they 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 do it wrong and it to, they manipulate it. To, I'm obviously paraphrasing, but anyway, right. when they manipulate science to prove themselves right, he goes, "That's when I got to step in. That's that's when I got to set them straight." Because I, you know, you want to believe the Earth is flat, believe the Earth is flat. Do what you want to do. But when you're gonna say I used science to prove it, then we've have then we have a problem because you didn't, and no science would say you know like there's no science to for any of this for to prove that race has anything to do with intelligence or anything like that it's science yeah. <laughs> yes if it comes from ron burgundy you know 
You know, you got something there. It's science. Yeah. Um, you got to base your life off of Ron Burgundy. Yeah. Um, hey to everybody in the live chat. Maria, Mercury, TD Freelancer. Bird, Raven, Bird. Robin, Diane, Ooh. Laura. Robin, Diane. Laura. Yeah. Um, welcome back to Robin, who just got out of the hospital. Hey, Robin. How Spent you doing, a buddy? Of days. Yeah. Hope uh, hope you're feeling better, Robin. Love an update, my friend. Would love an update. Drew Man Forever. Lynn, how we doing? Thanks well, for joining us. Fun. Yeah, thank you for being here. Appreciate that. Don't forget to like and share the episode. I know it's a pain in the butt to hit two buttons, but <laughs> yeah, we've well, proved that in the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> helps the algorithm. I gotta be honest with you. It helps the algorithm out a lot. It does. It helps us spread the word about the show. We really appreciate it. It really, really does. Um, Glenn would also go on to tell people that she was superior to others because she was both white and Jewish. She told Maria, you can't go to our country club because you're not Jewish. And it really hurt Maria's feelings. Um, she also said that her father taught her to not be friends with poor people. I see. Because they're sad. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, could you imagine these conversations? It kind of reminds me of Saltburn, where they're just like, you're just not in. Just oblivious. You're just, reality. you're in a different reality. Yeah. Yes. You're not operating on the same, yeah, with the same reality we are uh, that everybody else is. You're just out there. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, Christina Oxenberg, who we've talked about before, one of Maxwell's former friends, corroborated. Maria's allegations of, of racism, saying that she did indeed say that and did indeed talk about the fact that uh, her father told her not to be friends with poor people. I gotta tell you, poor uh, poor people lucked out on that one, though. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so everybody who was not friends with Ghislaine and Epstein, thank their bigotry and racism, you know. So. Yeah. Well, honestly, it was the same thing. It was the same thing with, you know, they would just hire white girls. They would only, by the way, the recruiters were brunettes, historically. Not every single time, but historically. So the, the other girls that they used to recruit others, but they would only recruit blonde-haired young white girls. That's it. They would never have any other race of girls come in. What a weird... Uh, every, every day there's something new and gross and terrible about these people. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's just, it's awful. It uh, sounds I mean, crazy to say, and you're going to hate me to say this, but this is one instance where racism actually saved people. That's what I'm saying. That's what I said before. I was like, yeah, the, the, anybody who wasn't friends with them, you could thank them, you know, them for being racist. Yeah. If you're a person of color, uh, you know, you, you lucked out. You don't have to be friends with them. You yeah. can thank them for not wanting to be friends with you. I think we nobody wants to be friends with them. We could literally point to this as the one time where it's like, oh, well, that that actually worked out that pretty worked okay. Out okay, yeah, I don't want to yeah. be friends with, yeah, nobody wants to be friends with them, and if it's not an option, great. Mm. Um, moving right along, Frankie C. Pawn Stars, remember that show? Never watched the. I feel like I've seen a clip or two on YouTube, but I've never watched it. I know this. I know the show. I know the basis of it. People bring in stuff. See how much it's. It's like Antique Roadshow, but. Yeah, quicker. I guess there was a couple of them too. Remember the one with the guy? He had bald, he had bald head and gray, like a gray hair. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't. I never watched any of them. I think he was in Vegas. There was one. Of, it was one of those weird times where there was just all these weird shows about 
really nonsensical stuff that we were just watching for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Pawn Stars was a big show. Rick Harrison was like the star of that show, and uh, his dad was on it, his son was on it, Adam. Son tragically passed away uh, just a few days ago. and um, Or was it longer than that? I shouldn't say a few days ago. I thought it I was late last week or early last week. So last week, yeah. I think. I don't know. His exactly son died recently. Yeah, son died recently. And the cause of death was just announced by TMZ. And then it was later confirmed by Rick Harrison. Because like once it's out there, what are you going to do? Um, died from a fentanyl overdose. Fentanyl again. Another cause of death, fentanyl. Uh, Tom Petty, Prince, uh, Taylor Hawkins, like you name it. Like we are in the middle of a fentanyl crisis of just tremendous proportion. And, you know, I know the president just said the other day, he said, um, you know, he's working with China and England and I forget who else uh, to slow down the rate of fentanyl coming into the country, but which I applaud, uh, but still don't think it's nearly enough for what is required because I just feel like, people are dying every day from this stuff and it's unbelievable yeah no, you know terrible. like it is yeah. terrible and it, it really it's it's awful i i don't know i mean i feel like i know somebody who died right i i feel like we all probably know somebody who died from this shit recently and it kind of seems to be whenever somebody young mm-hmm. and by young i mean like 50 or 55 and younger just suddenly whoop, drops dead yeah. Now, what is the? Oh, yeah. um, I want to say, I don't, for lack of a better word, method. Like, is it in stuff that they're normally taking, yeah. or is it just yeah? It's just like yeah. laced with fentanyl, right? Yeah, it's in usually. Yeah, it's right. It's laced exactly. It's a great but way to why, say it. Why? Like, what? What's the point of that? I don't understand. Because it, it, let's say, I mean, let's say you're selling drugs. Uh, like, who puts it in there, and why? Like, yeah. what, what's the what's the end game there? You you want your why would you why would you want that in there? I don't get something so, that would kill. You know, something that could kill people. It's like putting poison in it. Why would you want to poison your customers? I guess knowing what I know about it, it <clears throat> creates a high. Yeah, that poison. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's is from what I understand. I've never taken fentanyl, but from what I understand, it takes a it, it makes the high pretty pretty significant, and at the same time, it's dirt cheap. So it's yeah, like Rhonda just said, yeah, because it makes the drug cheaper to produce. Right. So I mean, you can so get, would like powder of some you know just an ordinary non fentanyl. Well, bullshit. any like business baking man, soda, but you know, put something right. else in it. Any businessman of any sort of intelligence would go, oh, this is killing all my customers. Let me not put it in, and I'll just give them the straight-up heroin or oxy or whatever they, whatever their, their poison is. Right. Um, but they don't really think that way because they think, well, I can sell this for X amount. It only costs me the, this much to make. Right. Uh, so what the, if somebody quick dies from cash it? now and that's it. Yeah. But no, it's, it's but this but this it, this is a pandemic. <clears throat> Uh, an epidemic because you're literally there's no solution here there's no like drug dealers are pushing it because it's advantageous to them short term people are just taking it and dying the government can't seem to stop it or or really want to stop it or put task force on it like 
this stuff is getting into the country some way, shape, or form. Which, by the way, uh, Rick Harrison. The world. It's all over the world. Rick Harrison yeah. uses this as an opportunity to slam the the southern border crisis uh, because he's like he, he convinced it came in that way. And, and well, they're seizing more fentanyl and drugs and and stuff at the border than ever before. You know, it's like they're the point is that they're they're getting it. Yeah, you know, it's not. I don't know how much is getting through, but they're stopping a lot of it at the you know over there. So it's. It's not like they're not trying to stop. So I don't know. Where is it being made? Where is it being produced? Is it, is the, Are they making it in the United States? Is it being produced somewhere here? Is it being produced outside the United States? You know, because, yeah, it could be brought in, but it could also be made here. I, I don't know. I'm pretty you, sure it could be made anywhere. You know, I don't even know. Yeah. How anybody would. They make all kinds of shit here, but yeah, who the hell knows? Yeah. <clears throat> first made in 1959 by the way mm-hmm. by a guy named paul jansen it was approved for medical use in 1968 in 2015 um 1600 kilograms or 3500 pounds were used in healthcare globally uh, as of 2017 fentanyl was the most widely used synthetic opioid in medicine in 2019, it was the 278th most commonly prescribed medication in the United States with more than a million prescriptions. It's on the World Health Organization's list of essential medicines. Man. But this is when it's being made well, it's, responsibly, produced, right. and prescribed. Prescribed by a doctor and responsible amounts and used for the right purpose. If you're mixing it with other shit and people aren't, aren't who aren't supposed to take it or taking it and they don't know what's in there and how much it is and all this stuff i feel like any drug overdone is going to be bad mm-hmm. but yeah pretty much uh, it's 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 terrible i mean i don't know i guess you got to work with people where you find out exactly where it's coming from and you work with that area and say where can we slow this down or stop it or do something to to regulate this better uh susan boys are we talking about porn stars or pawn stars both well who knows it It could affect anybody it's pawn right now but give it some time it'll come it'll come around right you know so reese witherspoon eats snow and turns the internet like on on its side yeah so i don't know she got it snowed wherever the hell she was Right. She goes out there with a couple of mugs, scrapes them up. You can watch this on her TikTok. Scrapes them up, brings them inside, decides to put salted caramel uh, syrup on top, then sprinkles a little chocolate syrup on top. Now, this is snow. She could have been doing this on a pile of dog shit. Now it's something like, oh, that might be delicious with those two syrups, you know? Right. I mean, it's salted caramel and chocolate syrup. That's like, it's heavenly. That's not, that's not terrible. So she puts it on top of snow, and then she puts a little iced coffee on top of the snow and enjoys herself a delicious little treat. A little slushy treat. A little slush, slushy treat. She named it Snow Cappuccino or something, like something adorable. Cappuccino Snow? Yeah, she... <laughs> Cappuccino Snow. Where were now, you? Did she, eat, did she eat it with her spoon? She sure did. Huh? Yes. Come on, folks. That was pretty good. I, I, can't, I didn't come up with that. That's pretty good. Thank you. 
she did eat it with her spoon. <laughs> um, and people lost their minds because they're like, you shouldn't be eating snow. And there are reasons, but it's it's stupid. I mean, they say it, it could be toxic, you know, that, that you know, stuff in the air. Pollution. And... I guess it depends also where you live. I mean, if you're in the, if you're in the middle of the, you know, the Alps, I'm sure it's okay. But if you're in like New York, you probably shouldn't eat a, a giant pile of snow. Um, the pollution, because when it falls from the sky, it's going to absorb as it's falling. Yeah. It's going to absorb all the pollution on its way down. Yeah, that's Staten Island snow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But Whatever. if you're like in the, I don't know, in the Midwest somewhere and there's not a lot of pollution, uh, it's who the hell knows? It, Probably. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the, yeah, unless you're testing this, it's just snow people. Compared to what's, what constitutes an Oreo cookie, I think snow is okay. Love Oreo cookies. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the way they, the ability to make, a pop tart last two and a half years without going bad. I think the snow is going to be fine. That's that's a good point. You know what I'm saying? And it was funny too because then she, people started like firing back at her. Like one person said, "Microwave the snow and look at how unclean it is." And so she did, and it looked like the clearest glass of water you've ever seen. <laughs> like I don't get it. What's the problem here? You know? That's funny. Yeah, and she then, wants to eat some snow. Gives a crap. Uh. Yeah, and then she was like, when I grew up, we literally drank out of the faucet. And when I mean out of the faucet, I mean we put our mouth on the faucet and drank out of it. I mean, that was when water was clean out of the, you know, now you can't, yeah. some reason you can't do that anymore. I'll tell you what, though. You and to drink from the hose. You can't do that anymore. Well, they say not to, but I'll, I'll say this. My family still believes that New York has the cleanest water ever. Um. And when you go to Uncle Glory Hole's house, he will serve you water straight out of the sink. No, ask my brother not even says into this a Brita. I was like, can we just put it in a Brita? Like my brother says the same thing. He says New York water. Believe it or not, I think I, I'm not sure of the reasoning, but he he's a biologist. He, he, he knows what he's talking about. He said New York water. For some reason I don't remember why, but he said. It's it's probably the best water you can. It's probably the best. There's people holding on to this for. I can't believe it. I don't know what it is. It could be. But it's one of two things that I could guess. It's either um, there's so many people and they've got so many. You know, it's a high population, so they got a lot of filtration systems. Per I don't. I don't know. It's either that or it's like there's stuff. There's stuff in it, but. It's going to help your immune system because you're getting used to drinking like whatever bacteria. I have no idea. It's yeah. not like they're, they're it's not like they're pulling buckets of water out of the East River. I mean, I'm sure they're I'm, I'm sure, sure they're cleaning it somehow. Don't you think it feels like it? Well, they say we get all our water from the uh, the Appalachian Mountains. It comes from. Yeah, it all upstate. gets sent. Yeah, exactly. And it's I think because he said my brother, he said that they put stuff in it like fluoride and all this stuff and you're it's okay to drink and it's, uh, you know just a little bit to to make it i don't know i thought fluoride was bad for you but i well, guess a not. lot of it i think a little i'm not sure don't go by us we're, we're not 
we're not claiming to know anything what we're talking about here but so. we are podcast hosts so well, yeah so, i mean that's our those are our only credentials when we when it comes to talking about this these are working microphones uh rhoda says my son sent me an article about the millions of particles of microplastics in all bottled water that's a possibility what about do you remember cuddles do you remember like the metal in the baby food Oh yeah. was it the baby food or something yeah, yeah where they were like why is there metal were, in baby food they were like yeah they they would like pour out like baby food and then somebody would take like a uh a magnet and like oh that's that i feel like that's a, a hoax the, of somewhere i don't know I, that that sounds like no, and then Bullshit and then to me. didn't one of the baby company baby food companies say, yeah, there's like a little bit of metal in all of like yeah. like a, of, like shards, a couple of metal shavings, like shrapnel. What are we talking about? Yeah, like tiny, just like tiny. What the you hell is that? You can't. I'm telling you, man, you can't fucking. Well, the uh, the other day I'm watching a video and they go, don't do not whatever you do, do not drink almond milk, and I'm like, fuck, all I do is drink almond milk. I'm like, I can't drink regular milk. It, te- it tears me up. Like, you know, I, you know, so I'm like watching this thing and they're like, it's filled with canola oil and sugar. And the, the cup, there was a couple of chemicals in it too. They're like, this is not good for you. And it is not, you know, is it listed your- on the bottle? Have you, have you looked, have you checked? Um, no, I didn't check. I just kind of took their word for it. Cause what I did was I'm like, I'm watching it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to search this because I don't believe if I just see one crazy person, one crazy person that's well lit with a microphone on the Internet doesn't necessarily, you know, so Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to match this up. I found like 30 other people saying the same exact shit. Yeah, I could find you 30 people saying the world is flat, too. That's true. But so I go, all right, I go, I guess I'll just switch to oat milk. And as I'm saying this, she goes. And do not drink oat milk either, because here's what's wrong. And now I'm like, what the fuck? But she went through the whole thing, and basically she shit on every alternative milk. And I was not more of a lib say. I feel like Janine would take me to the woodshed for saying that alternative milk. Um, there's just not all of it. Oat milk, soy milk. It, they were saying it's all terrible for you. It's all horrible. You got to check. You know, I don't know what's in it, but if don't go by podcasters go by look it up no this wasn't even a podcaster this was like a like a a person on like a like a nutritionist this was okay now paul says avoid all seed oils i think that was part of the that was part of the disgustingness because it was the seed oil because they say with almond milk they were like it was like um a waste product what's wrong like, with seed oils i don't know i don't think that they're that good for you all right yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know what to believe anymore. I think I'm just going to go back to drinking out of a hose just to be just, safe. Just, just end it all. Just, you know what? I'm just going to go in the yard and drink out of the hose. That, that'll, <laughs> that's that's going to be it for me. I'm going to start a religion based off of a Reese Witherspoon and just eat when the snow falls. That's it. <laughs> I didn't just mean end it snow. all. I meant, I meant go out drinking, drinking out of the hose. Yeah, just give just give me some of that New York City fentanyl water and I'll yeah. just fucking end with everything. Give me the water that uh, that Scarecrow was poisoning in Gotham City in the first Batman. Give yeah, me that exactly. water. You know, my son said to me though, now that you said the the flat Earth thing, you just reminded me. He goes, "Dad, the Earth's not flat." You know, I go, "Yeah." He's like, "If the Earth was flat, wouldn't the water just drain right over it?" And I go, "I'm like, how do I answer this?" Because 
I don't want him to become a flat earther. So I have to prove to him that the earth is round. But I mean, I guess if the earth Can is flat, introduce gravity we... to him. Well, the flat earther's answer to that is there's a wall holding it all in. Oh, wall is that what they say? Yeah. Mm, that's but interesting. Just explain gravity. If you could explain gravity, there's just. There's a thing called gravity holding everybody. You know, when you jump in the air and you fall back down, that's gravity. So just tell them that. Yeah, no, I did. I, I was like, yes, if it was flat, it would just drain right over the side. It would, you know, and he was like, all right. And like, he believed it. But I was like, that's, it's got to be hard to be a teacher these days because probably when we were coming up, you could be like, this is, this, you know, here's the moment where we discovered the earth was round when we realized the horizon and the stars and this and that, right? They measured, they came up with it. They figured it out. We were taught that. We right. were taught that they were trying to figure out why the the earth wasn't flat, you know, because that's what they all thought originally. I, I feel like you got to really like delicately tiptoe around that because you're going to, if you're a teacher, you're going to be like, what are you teaching my damn son about the, you know, the fucking earth? And you know, who the hell are you think? I think you're just going to get phone calls from crazy, you know, people. Wait, if you teach them that they're worth, that the world is round? Yeah. Why? Mm. No, I don't care what. If I'm teaching that the earth is round and I get a phone call from someone saying, what are you teaching them that for? I was like, because that's what it is and hang up on it. Because what, what there's no answer that I'm going to give that's going to satisfy that person. No, there's really not. There's really, really not. But I bet you somebody's, somebody's upset about it. I'm pretty sure somebody's pretty upset I'm about sure it. they are. You know, but I feel like whatever I answer I give, I'm going to say, oh, there's all the science that proves it. Well, what's, you know, they're going to come up with whatever answer they have that fits their the answer that they they already have in their head did you know this i just learned this the other day columbus didn't believe that the earth was round he believed the earth was shaped like a pear it kind of is which is why he well no it's it's wider in the middle than in the top and the bottom it's wider in the middle but but it also has like a it's a little thinner on top is that but if you shrunk it down to like the size of a bowling ball or a cue ball, it would be the roundest thing on smooth, earth. It, yeah. it, it would be the round, you wouldn't be able to tell anything. It, it would be the smoothest, roundest object yeah. ever made. But he believed that it was, um, it was like totally pear shaped. Uh-huh. Like it, that it almost came oh, to like, a point on the top. It's yeah. so, the difference is so negligible. You wouldn't even, be, it, but it's slightly different. Yeah. yeah. I just, I found that to be pretty interesting because I was like, I, he, you know, and that's why, I mean, besides that, he thought Spain would, outfit him with boats that's why he left from there because Mm -hmm. it was high up and he thought that would be the thin part he could get around it quickly that was really what it was not that he could get to india but he can get there faster on the top thinner part i thought that that was pretty interesting so Rhonda, we have pictures how do they explain the pictures well, where do the pictures come from? The pictures come from NASA, and NASA is the one behind the whole thing that tells us what we want to hear, and it's a big scam and blah, blah, blah. Oh, the blah. flat earthers, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's how they explain these pictures. Oh, they're all computer generated, and they're not real pictures, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, we're up in this. Well, we didn't really go up there. We're not up in, in space. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, ah, Robin. Good one. Kind of oval shaped. Very good. Pick up Aaron's book, Oval, at the link below. Robin, put the link in the chat. Appreciate that. Thank you, Robin. Nice callback. Well done. Applauses for Robin. Good yes. job there. I'll be teaching see. my kid about your crazy left wing round earth theories. <laughs> God damn it. 
The Earth is shaped like a like a five pointed star. We all know that. <laughs> whatever, pick a shape, whatever shape you want it to be. Pick whatever shape you feel like that day it should be fine. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So Natasha Leggero is topless. Natasha Leggero, yeah. So Burt Kreischer, one of my favorite comedians. He's funny. He's uh, he's in there and uh, he's doing a set in uh, L.A. and um, he you know likes to take his shirt off. Right. So he's got his shirt off and he's doing his set and whatever this kind of show was. I think it was one of those like comedy seller shows where like these huge people come and they do their little 15 minutes and mm-hmm. one introduces the next. Like there's no real MC for the night. They just kind of. So Bert Kreischer introduces Natasha Leggero. She gets up on stage. She's wearing a, like a mink coat, like a overalls and a white shirt. She throws the coat into the audience, pu- peels off the, the top of the overalls whips the the white shirt right off hootie's hanging out everywhere for everybody yep no within bra, no three nothing. seconds of being on stage yep and i remember she said something like the guys can do it why can't the why can't the ladies do it i'm all for that. that that's fine yeah you're not scaring me with you know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> who you're protesting against but it ain't guys we're ain't all like faction. yeah that's yeah. fine yeah we're all for we're that stopping you and she did the set. She did the. She put the jacket back on. I guess somebody tossed the jacket back to her. She put the jacket back on. But she did her whole set topless. Well, put the jacket. I, I applaud yeah, you. Do what you do. What you're gonna do. That's no. that's that's your call. I find that to be a very. Uh, this is a good because I'm. I feel like I'm the most bored, boring, sexual person ever. But I find that to be very sexy. What the no shirt, but some sort of jacket or right roby cover upy thing some kind of loose uh, uh layer of clothing on top yeah yeah i don't know what that is but yeah. and i feel like that's becoming a thing too because <clears throat> excuse me i just saw somebody else the other day and i i literally almost texted you the clip it was a blonde girl i'll never remember it frank she's from some show on something and um she's kind of wearing i guess they uh, do they call it a halter top what do they wear underneath that that cinches them up girls a corset like a corset she was wearing like a corset but it didn't you couldn't really see the bottom so it looked like she was wearing a bra and i almost sent it to you because it reminded me of the o henry heiress what's what was her name <laughs> sue ellen mishki sue ellen mishki <laughs> i'm like it's coming true everything that seinfeld and larry david wrote in the 90s is actually how, like women are just wearing their bras out now it kind of seems i don't know yeah, what's happening but that's like kind of a fashion thing i think yeah i don't know who's protesting this but dude where are you gonna wear i don't care nobody cares yeah it's fine it's fine with me yeah whatever you're gonna uh, wear you're gonna wear so good with Natasha. And then she um there's like a little bias though. Like she said, I don't know if she said it in that act, but she joked about it because it was like in the articles. And this is where you can tell the bias lives still. Cause then it's like she joked about sleeping with her oh or her opening act. And it's like, so what? You know, like comics sleep with other comics. Like you take people out on the road and sometimes like so, like it, why is that bad because she's the employer and he's right. like uh-huh. 
well, if it's employee. just a joke, she's joking about it, right? Well, she did. She said it on stage, but I guess they took it for, I mean, who knows if she really did or not, but, um, you know, I mean, right. they put stuff in there kind of like, oh, women shouldn't be doing this. Like, isn't she bad for doing this? And it's kind of like, at the same time, though, she's a woman. She could do whatever she wants. Like, you know, what do you expect her to do? Just be at home in the, by the stove, you know, make getting dinner ready. Like, she wants to bang one yeah. of her cohorts, she will. Whatever. You know, as long as everybody's on board, I guess. Yeah. Whatevs. I'm working on stand-up now just to try and get on uh, Natasha's tour. Yeah, just oh, to get on her tour. I don't want to open up for anybody else. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> you jerk. Just working on a solid seven minutes just so I can get in there. <laughs> see what happens. You're only going to need two. Oh, and then she goes, I just had a... <laughs> She goes, <laughs> I got it. She uh, goes, I just had a baby. She looks phenomenal for somebody who just had a baby. Good for her. Jesus Christ. My wife had a baby eight years ago, and look at what I still look like. I mean, haven't you, been you able didn't to lose the baby weight. Did not lose. <laughs> did not lose. Put more on with the second, kept it all. Sympathy weight. Yeah. Um, and I am quite sympathetic. Uh, there's a new book coming out that's, I think, going to be coming out tomorrow. And uh, it's all about the Biden and Harris ticket and the Biden White House. Mm. And it reveals that Biden did not want Kamala Harris, so that she was, quote, not up to the job and preferred Gretchen Whitmer. Gretchen Whitmer. Who the yeah, hell is the that? Michigan governor. Okay. Yeah. He wanted her as his running mate in 2020, but he craved to public pressure according to this book who wrote this book great question frankie c i love your journalistic spirit oh hey um gonna have it veteran washington journalist charlie spearing yeah okay good old chucky spear yeah chucky spears yeah. um he also explains that it was barack obama you might know him I've, I've heard Kobe something about him. Fourth president. Sounds familiar. Sounds yeah. familiar. Name rings a bell. Yeah. And um, uh, he said that uh, it was Barack Obama that really put the full court press on to get Kamala in there. Okay. Is she incompetent? I, here's the thing. I don't know what she does. We say that about every vice president, every time there's yeah. a vice president, which is every time, and we don't know what they do. They don't do, you know. They, they really don't let them do much. They talk at things. They do They do give speeches. They, they, they Supposedly, they run NASA and the space program. That's, that's, their, that's a big thing. Is that their thing? Well, they're the, the head of it. Mm. The vice president is the head of NASA. And, you know, they can spearhead a bunch of things, but we don't really hear usually um, that much from the vice president i don't think that they let her do much though like out of out of a job that you don't really get to do much i think she does even less because they, they just never i don't know i don't know either but go go, go to any president in history and, and go what did the vice president do you know you can't well i'd say that's true except for pence i think pence what did it he was do? more like what do i what do I do here? And he was like, all right, I'll here. This is what this is did he? when did he do that? Oh, I think so. I think Pence Pence ran shit. I think How Pence do you know? ran what did he shit. run? 
I think it was behind closed doors. I think it not what like in think? a not like in a, a sneaky behind Trump's back way. I think I I just think though that he was the well, he was um, smarter than Trump, of course. He was the um, not the brain. It's not fair to say the brains, but it, like he had the he had the technique. He had the technical know how of how Washington worked. You know. Yeah, but you never really heard from him throughout the presidency. And I don't think you ever would, but that's my point. I think Trump would confer with him privately. They'd have conversations, and then Trump would go out and be the focal point. Trump wasn't going to let anybody else get the attention. But I think that when it came to, especially matters of Congress, that Pence was in there running the call in the place. Never. Yeah, I think Trump might have been throwing the football, but... Pence was in there, you know, with the playbook. I just don't think Trump would listen to what anybody said about anything. I don't think that, but I think it would be more like, this is what I want. Mike, how do we do this? How do we go about it? And I think that's where he... I I didn't think he asked him for his advice on anything, but okay. Yeah, no, I think so. And then come to think about it, the the prior Republican president, you'd throw in the same thing there because... Uh, what's his name? W. Yeah, Halliburton guy was. Uh, the fuck is his name? Um, you know, we shot people. Oh, what the hell is his name? That's annoying. Made a ton of a war that didn't make any sense. Yeah. Cheney, Dick Cheney, Ch- Dick Cheney. Whew, just barely beat the live chat. I feel like <laughs> we just got that in under the wire, Frank. Um, Dick Cheney ran shit too. I mean, ran. that's true. That's kind of true. Yeah, I believe that. I, I believe he ran a lot of that stuff. I could see that. Yeah. Well, he was a he was forced. You know, he was a tough guy, I guess, or a I don't want to say tough guy, but like uh, he was in charge. He, he took charge. Yeah, he definitely took charge. Yeah. And the whole cabinet and everything—that was all him. Mm-hmm. Like those were, but it's which is kind of unfair though, because he was one of his dad's guys. Right. That, that was all his dad's crew that just he was running hung around. Yeah, he was just running behind W's back. That I believe was more behind W's back. Um but this is evident because she doesn't at, at this point in his age, you'd want there to be con- you would think that if it was if it's running smoothly as it like the I don't know who the chair of the Democratic committee is. But I'm sure that person is like, "Hey, could you include Kamala on some shit? Because we'd love content. We'd love to roll your four years into eight for you and then another eight for her. That's the goal, right? Mm-hmm. So you want her around for all the victories and stuff, and she's never well, in sight. Well, look at um, Obama when, when Biden was, was the vice president. Uh, what did he do while he was vice president? I'm not, you know. It was all Obama for the most part. I can't think of his. Incl- uh, then again, at that time, I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, uh, no, but it, it was. But Biden again handled. It was Obama, but Biden. Biden's job was Congress. Was, right. you, you go in there and you whip votes. You may not that he needed advice like Pence gave to Trump, mm-hmm. but he would be in there like help. Like, oh, this is what this one wants. This is what that. Obama knew how it worked. He just mm-hmm. that was Jose. And he made a deal with Joe because this is what happens. They all have to make a deal to get elected. Right. Right. And so the deal that Biden made with Obama is 
whatever you do, I want to be in the room. I just want to be in the room with you. Like, I don't want to be, mm-hmm. you know, Selena, what's her name from V? I forget what her. Rhett Myers. Selena Myers. Yeah. Selena Myers. Yeah, I don't want to be Selena Myers out to the fucking, you know, <laughs> I want to be in the room. I'm going to be the last person you talk to before you make the, the final call. And that was the deal that they had. And he, uh, he stood by it. All right. Yeah, whether he took his advice or not, he was there. He he stood by it for sure. I see a lot of, you know, I look at, at the at Biden's posts and stuff like that, and I see a lot of him and Kamala together on stuff. So, some, but yeah, not. She, he's she's not going to be it with everything. She's not going to be next, you know, partnering every single on every single thing. But there's a lot of things they do together. So I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. You got to get her some wins too if you want that ticket to succeed. You know what I mean? Right. Like, well, the next well, they'll do that the next four years probably. Let's hope so. Let's Save hope that so. Twenty twenty eight. I don't know. Trump is coming on pretty hard here. Ugh. <laughs> um, airplane so missing air- bolts. Where was this now? In this is on a Virgin Atlantic flight. Literally, a guy was like, "Should I mention this?" Ugh. And then he was like, "Maybe." Nah. He's like, "They probably know about it because usually it, it's standard operating procedure. A pilot is supposed to do a three sixty around the whole plane. Take a look at the everything. Pilot has to walk around. Pilot and the co-pilot, the flight staff, they got to walk around the whole thing, make sure everything is. I, you know, I worked at the airport. Uh, the biggest thing was debris on the runway." Like you could not drop anything, you know, and if you were driving and you saw something, you stopped to pick it up because the simplest can of Coke or whatever, you know, gets sucked into a jet. That's millions of dollars of damage, you know, so like everybody was like fiercely trained to be like a hawk out there. You watched other people, you watched yourself, you watched everything on the ground to make sure there's nothing Anyway, I guess these pilots missed it. Well, guess- all right. So they walk around the plane, but they're underneath the plane. They're underneath the plane for the most part. But, but passengers looking out the window, probably looking at the top of the wing, maybe. Is that where he saw it? That's where he saw it. Yeah. But you, they're supposed to go in the plane and look at the top, too. What about the very top? How could you see the exact top of the plane? I mean, you who's can't looking see at the that? top of the plane. No, you can't see the top of the plane. I mean, you have to. What if stuff up there is missing or fucked up? I don't know. But they said. Um, so the guy gets in the thing and he goes, there's a couple of missing rivets. There's some missing bolts here. Tells the flight attendant. Flight attendant goes, nothing to worry about. Okay. Then the flight attendant, I guess, starts to feel a little, let me go tell the pilot. Tells the pilot. Pilot comes and takes a look and goes, nothing to worry about. Even the engineer who inspected the plane said, there is nothing to worry about. Even the person who um, built the damn plane gave a statement today and said, nothing to worry about. There are 119 bolts in that particular part of the wing. Is that it was extreme redundancy. You could lose four, five, or six and not compromise the integrity of the plane whatsoever. With all that being said, they still canceled the flight um out of an abundance of caution all right so you know what though because if they 
if they didn't, everybody would be on their ass. And if they did, everybody's going to be. So no matter what they did, I think people are going to be on them. Yeah. You, that's a no-win situation where if you cancel the flight, people are going to be like, well, why'd you cancel if there's nothing wrong? They don't cancel the flight. Oh, you should have canceled the flight. Not when you have a half a door missing a week ago. You know what I'm saying? That, like, that is true. Half a, That was... Did you see that? Holy shit. The side of the plane. It wasn't even the door or the window. It was a panel. It was a whole panel. It was like a six foot tall, four foot wide panel. Sucked off the plane. Just got that. And the people just sitting there like, uh, <laughs> what are we going to fasten your seatbelts, I guess. Yeah. Could you imagine Jeez. how scary? I mean, we saw the video it was scary. Could you imagine being right there? No. Looking down? No. And I was just, oh my God. I would never fly again. If I was if I was sitting in that seat and the side of the plane came off and I'm just I have to sit there now for a half hour until they land with this side of the thing missing. I'm just looking outside as winds whipping around. I'd be I'd be shitting myself. Yeah. Yeah. Pure panic. I would have probably shit myself, too. I would have probably because I would be thinking I'm going to move away from this. But then you're thinking I can't unbuckle myself. No, you can't move. You can't get up. That's it. It's over. You just got to sit there and ride it out. Just got to sit there. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, you got the whole, you probably can't, you know, you can't enjoy your movie. No, you can't enjoy the movie. But this was bad because they they took pictures of the whole thing. So they got pictures of the the missing bolts. And then they get pictures of the two engineers that come take a look at it. It's just two dudes in vests. It's just, just some reflective vests. And they're like. Eh, like what do you like it's fucking six bolts missing we could all see it like what's <laughs> yeah. the you know what i mean like put it put a couple of screws in there and let's go or ground how do it. they how do they come they just come out they just loose what yeah i don't know i guess i guess things rattle and shake and how about we maintenance these things a little maybe a little bit more often than we should i don't know man it's it's and a lot of these planes are they're not the newest planes they're from I'm sure they upgrade a thing or two here and there, but the plane itself, they're from like oh. the 70s or something. Yeah. Even the Airbuses that were like new in the 90s and 2000s, they're 25 years, 30 years old now. It's like. Yeah, yeah my, my car is 10 years old and I got and it's breaking down and it's <laughs> not good. We cut a highlight from the last episode and it's the truth. Janine's going, oh, that was like 10 years ago. And then you hear this long pause, and she goes, "Man, nah, it's probably more like 50. I'm like, everything is like that. Everything feels like, oh, it was just a little while ago. And then you're like, oh, no, that was 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, how did that happen like, so holy quickly? Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, last thought here, and it's not on our rundown, Frank, but I have to get this off my chest. Okay. There are people out there that are far more annoying than the flat earthers. Really? I, I'm telling you, worse than the flat earthers. What do you got? I've had enough. These friggin' NFL conspiracy theorists are so annoying right now. I can't even take it. What are they? What? What is it? There is this conspiracy theory that the NFL is entirely scripted. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that games are intentionally blown by referees or coaches, or they'll kick extra points when it's not necessary. <clears throat> you know, they'll go for two point conversions when it's not right. All this crazy stuff has boiled to the top with the color of the Super Bowl logo. That's the latest portion of the NFL is scripted conspiracy theory, which says that 
the colors of the last three years of the Super Bowl. Like the beginning of the season, they put out a new Super Bowl logo. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of the season. And the last three seasons, the colors that they use have been the colors of the teams. And furthermore, the colors that are on the bottom of the Super Bowl logo is the winning team. So this year it's purple and red. And everybody has been saying it's going to be Baltimore purple and San Francisco red. Wasn't Kansas City red too? Kansas City is also red. Thank you. Thank you. And Kansas City's going to the, the championship game before the, the championship before the Super Bowl game. Right. And it's like, what if it's Kansas? But I'm telling you, every asshole with a phone is on the internet going, it's scripted, man. It's, it's a conspiracy. I just want to write down everybody who has said this. And when it's not Baltimore and San Francisco, go door to door <laughs> on an American tour and punch these idiots in the face. What if it turns out to be? I I don't know if I can be a part of society anymore if it turns out. <laughs> like I if it turns out it, well, if it turns out to be, is that you saying, Oh my god, it's it is a conspiracy, or is that you saying I can't deal with conspiracy theories and this is just proving their point, but it but you still don't believe it? The latter. Okay. It's not a conspiracy. If if it does so, here's the other part of it. Since the beginning of the season, Baltimore and San Francisco have been really good. So it's not that far-fetched of a premise to begin with. Right. You know what I mean? Like, those two teams probably were going to make it pretty far in the playoffs regardless. If the colors were green, I'd have a, I'd have a question or two. I'd be like, there's no way the Jets are making it, right? Well, not... they were green when the Eagles won. The Eagles, right. Yeah. See, what, how, so how do you explain that? Like I said, the last two years, they've, had, they've been right. That theory has checked out. Here's a question, though. Even if it, if it were scripted, why would they leave clues for people? Why, <laughs> you know, why would you? Oh, I have an idea. We are scripting the NFL. So let's leave little little breadcrumbs for people <laughs> to fuck with everybody. That sounds like something I'd be screaming at the top of my lungs as I was choking the life out of one of these assholes <laughs> spreading the shit around the internet. Because people are bored, they got nothing to do, so they got to kick up some bullshit and, and make it interesting. So then, and I don't even know if this is true, but the last one that I saw, they said that they released a new Super Bowl logo. Okay. And when do they ever change the Super Bowl logo? Right. And that the new Super Bowl logo now is a, a new update on like the new teams that are supposed. I guess there was a change in the script, right? It's these fucking people. Now, listen, I love a good conspiracy theory. Right. And do I think conspiracies really exist? I do. I think JFK is a conspiracy worth, you know, talking about. Epstein and all this stuff is obviously governmental involvement conspiracy. It's there. There are some conspiracies that are legitimate. Uh, the NFL scripting their season is just not one of these theories because there's no. How do you know? What makes you say that? But there's no. With all the other ones, there's power and authority. There are billions of dollars involved in in the NFL. There's I, money. I agree. There's that's money. enough to to manip for. That's enough motivation for someone to want to manipulate it. I'm not saying it is being manipulated. I'm just saying there's motive. Here's my argument against that. Yeah. 
they're going to make billions of dollars anyway. It doesn't make a difference who you script in to win. Well, does it? I mean, what if you need a team to, you know, you need this team to do better, you need that team to do better? No. No? Doesn't that doesn't matter? Every professional league roots for one thing and one thing only, for New York to play Los Angeles in the championship game. And it's the only thing that is beneficial for every single league in this country. Well, what if, you know, they need, you know, Texas to... to Why? You know, give me a, we need so, Baltimore because they to need, win the Super Bowl? That's well, going to save the NFL from danger? You know, what if it does a big favor to that team's, you know, that state? Or, you know, if it does a big favor to whatever team, you know, like what if it puts more money in the pockets of the areas that they come from. I'm just, I'm not, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Okay. It's all cyclical. It's going to come around to everybody eventually. Anyway, if you just I let mean, it all happen, I mean, maybe, I mean, the jets haven't been in the, haven't won the super bowl. What's the last time they were in the super bowl? 69 is when they won last, but yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> Detroit long never time. won. So, Maybe you know, I don't know. What if uh, it's all orchestrated so that the money is dispersed in different ways? I'm telling you, I've never seen a group of people more confident, and they have something here. Oh, I hate that. People. By the way, yeah, when people—that's the other thing. Just speaking of conspiracy theories in general, when someone is so wrong, but they're so sure of themselves, mm-hmm. like with the flat earthers, for, mm-hmm. just because that's the easiest one to go to. When they're like, "Oh, you're you're just being manipulated," and that's and that's okay. And if they speak to you like you're like they're pat, you know, they, they speak to the people who know the truth, like who know that it's round, like their children. Like, oh, that's okay. You've just been manipulated by the government, and you know, it's a that's typical. But it's like, stop. You, know, I would appreciate it and respect it more if flat earthers uh, were like, "Yeah, I don't know the truth, and I don't, you know, you know," and they were very modest about it, and like. I just haven't seen it. They're very sure of it, though. They're like, oh, it's just a manipulation. I'm, I'm telling you, these people are more sure. These NFL conspiracy people are more sure. To be fair, the refs have been making some questionable calls. They always have. They always fucking have, you know? That's true. That's a good point. I like this from Paige. Uh, the starting time of this show is the only conspiracy theory I want to end. It's <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's valid. 8.30-ish is one of the great conspiracy theories of all time, yeah. though. Eight, it's, it's usually nine, 99% of the time, it's between 8.30 and 9. Wait, and, and then the other, oh, the other day, some fucking station in San Francisco, I think it was San Francisco, put on their screen, Usher will be the halftime perform. It was like a news piece. Mm-hmm. It's like a local news. Okay. Usher will be the halftime performer for the upcoming Super Bowl in Las Vegas featuring the 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens. And every, see, see, they let it leak. Look, somebody let it leak. They let it out early. Here it is. They screen capped it. They did all that stuff. And I'm like, this I is- love how they let it leak to the guy who types up the fucking yeah. the, the thing on the screen at a local. You know, that's the guy that knows. He, they let it leak to him. It's proof. There it is. There's all the proof you need. Like it got out. I'm like, that's some dickhead that is just stirring this shit for all you people. If it's even real, because I don't even know what KSLX in fucking 
you know, San San Francisco put on their screen. Who the fuck knows? Some dickhead just like you and I, you know, that could have screwed <laughs> Some something <dickhead>. up. <laughs> There's just no listen to me. There is n- no possible way you can get a team of 53 players and a coaching staff of 20 people per team ownership, a front office of hundreds of people and replicate that 32 times across the country to keep quiet. This conspiracy of we're all got this scripted and we're going to fool them all. That's the same thing with like the moon landing. You know how many people would have had to have been involved in that and the paperwork and the, the sets and the anything and all these people had to be quiet about it. Flat earth. You know how many scientists, astronomers, uh, uh, astronauts, all these people have to keep it all a secret that the earth is flat. There's no way it would. You have trained scientists coming out going, you guys, there'd at least be one or two people who are legit scientists going, nope. This is the earth's flat and everybody's fucking with you. Yeah. I don't see any scientists saying that. Taylor Swift can't pull the car over and take a shit at a gas station without 90 people with cell phones filming it. Yet 4,500 people are going to keep a secret that, I mean, like, give me a fucking break. And to, again, I ask you, to what end? To what financial advantage is Baltimore winning the Super Bowl going to fucking help anybody? It's all, I think it's big uh, confetti running the show because <laughs> then the parade happens in the hometown. Right. Confetti is sold there. That and must be it. They're running the show. That must be it. It must be big confetti. I think you nailed it. <laughs> you know, what, what is it? Uh, oh, everybody gets a little turn. First of all, the league grew to its largest heights ever with the new england patriots winning you know every other fucking they won like seven championships and they grew beyond belief why would anybody want to fuck with this juggernaut why would you blow the nfl and the money making it is by going let's have baltimore win i got an idea everybody we'll give it to baltimore and we'll put their colors with the yeah. San Francisco 49 calls in the logo. Exactly. If it's such this, uh, such a huge cover-up, a conspiracy involving billions of dollars and all these thousands of people, why would you leave breadcrumbs? Why would you put hints? <laughs> why would you put hints in the logo? What is who, who benefits from that? Just for fun. Just for shits and giggles. Just to, just to screw with people. Yeah. Just to have a good old time. Yeah, that makes no sense. Telling you, man. <laughs> all these fucking FanDuel and DraftKings assholes, like. Here's my picks for DraftKings, even though it's fucking fixed. That's the other thing, too. It's fixed as all fuck, yet you're still dropping $300 a week on stupid bets. Like, uh, you do you know. do that, by the way? Do you do FanDuel and all that crap? Oh, yeah. Love it. Do love you? it. Yeah. Can't get enough of it. All right. Do you do all right on it? or? I'm t- no, we're in a lot of trouble financially right now. That's good. We're going to need help. <laughs> no, I'll tell you. You know what I love? It's just like I don't. I was the same way. You know this, Frank. I was raised at a racetrack, right? I, I was taught to be a gambling, uh, gambleaholic early on right? in my life. And um, the one thing that I love about horse racing is the, um, the trifectas. Okay. I don't like, like, if you ever come to the track with me, I don't bet. I'll, I'll bet like a win or show, you know, bet on first place, second place. 
but I love a fucking trifecta or a superfecta, meaning I'll pick the first, second, and third place horse. Right. Or the first, second, third, and fourth place horse. And like sometimes you can box those, meaning you're picking every combination of the right. three or four, which I fucking love, you know, because the thing pays great, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to bet a shit ton of money to to That's the that's the thing. You have to bet a ton to make any kind of money. Because the odds are usually two to one. So right. to make any kind of money to to win a hundred bucks, you gotta bet fifty. It's like, oh, that's not fun or exciting. No. But when you go into a bet and you could bet ten dollars and possibly win, like even just three hundred, yeah, there's something really exciting about that. Well, that's a thirty to one, and who's betting that one to win? Well, some of these trifectas in horse racing comes out to that. But fast forward to these FanDuel things now, and I'm not going to tell you which one I use because I'm waiting. We're waiting for an endorsement. They got to pay for that shit. Okay. Um, but I use one of them. And what I love about it is you can build parlays yourself. And I'll, I only bet on, I will bet on horse racing on occasion, but I, uh, I'll bet hockey only. And there are so many great bets. Like you can pick a single game and you could pick two, one, eight players who you think is going to score in that game. Okay. And so you can sit there and like what I'll do is I'll pick, three players who I think will score. I will put $2 on it. And if I hit, I hit for like 500 bucks, depending on who you're picking, you know, from $2. the top, the top scores aren't going to, if you pick the three top scores on the team, those odds aren't going to be as good as if you pick one of the, you know, third yeah. lines, you know, defenseman. If you think he's going to pot one in tonight, you put him on there. It raises the the thing or vice versa. You can bet on what I love to do. You can bet on how many shots a player will have on mm -hmm. net. So I could bet on this guy. I think he's going to have more than two shots. I think this guy is going to score. And I think this guy is going to get an assist. You put those three things together. And the odds of that happening, they're pretty up there. So you can bet five bucks, $2, you know, $7, whatever. And you can get like a $250 payday. And it's not like yeah, life-changing yeah, money. The odds of it coming in are ridiculous. Are really hard. That's why it pays off so much. But it's fucking like even even the simplest thing. I'll pick three games and I'll pick the over under on three games. I think this game, these two teams will not score more than you know six and a half goals. I think these guys will score more than five and a half goals. You pick three games, you bet five bucks, you could win seventy five bucks. Like it's not life changing money, but it fucking makes the night. A little, you got a little something to sweat for, a little something to root for. You got a little action it's something going. To yeah, to cheer for. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's it's like betting on this, you know, getting one of those boxes with the Super Bowl. It's just yeah. fun. It's something fun. to root for if you're not into the the teams, if you don't care, give a shit about the teams. And I swear to God, you know what happens? I'll win. And this all happened. I, I bet on horse race. Fucking crushed it. Like, mm -hmm. it, it, was a, it was the super factor, so it was four. I fucking hit it. And and I fucking hit it, and I pay. I forget what I paid, but it was a lot of money. Then I would just increment. That was like a year and a half ago. Then I would just incrementally bet, and my the money was just slowly, slowly go down. And then I get like to around like twenty five bucks left, and bet ten dollars on something, and boom, hit it, <laughs> shoots right back up again. 
So I'm just fucking around with the same amount of money, basically. Well, that's good. If you're not, if it's mo- two things. One, if it's money that you don't give a shit if you lose and you can afford to lose it. Yeah. And if it's if if you're playing around with the house's money, also good. But it's amazing because like they'll also like when you so when you sign into these apps, they'll give you like here's the hot parlays that everybody's betting on, and they'll tell you. And I so I used to bet those. Because I'd be like, oh, everybody's betting on this. They must know something. And they would have like crazy good odds. And without fail, everyone would come in except for one. And I just remember thinking, these odds makers are so amazing that they can put these parlays together. And it it always came down to just like one thing. And it, it would always be their running back that was just like five yards short, you know, or it would be mm-hmm. this or it would be that. And I would never, ever win. And I, and I was like, fuck it. I never win these. I'm not doing it again. But with hockey, for some reason, they're still really good at predicting. Like the over-unders are spectacularly good. You know, like it, they make it really difficult, you know, to mm-hmm. figure out. But every now and then they just get it flat out wrong. And that's usually when I could do pretty okay. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like when you could tell or like if something happened, like, if something happens just before puck drop, like you find out, you know, like uh, Artemi Panarin is not going to be in the game tonight. It's like, oh, give me the under, you know, I'm going to put the under in right now before the odds change too quickly, you right. know, because they do change pretty fast. Like I've I started to, to keep build, track of any of that. It's hard. I've started to build a parlay. And then by the time I finish all my selections, the odds have already changed on something. And then now you're like, oh, fuck it. It's not worth it. Now I got to build something else up. Well, to add to your conspiracy, look at uh, what Paige wrote. My uncle was a jockey. At, okay. I didn't even, I, you heard what I just read. I'm not even looking at it. Horse racing is crooked as fuck. That is not the <laughs> NFL. It is completely different. I don't even know what Paige wrote. And I'll put it on the screen in a second and I'll read the rest of it. But again, I, when I grew up, well, you know, you know, my family has some history in, in Jersey, right? Where we grew up, we had connections at the racetrack. That horse racing is crooked as fuck. And the reason why it is, is because there are so many horse races throughout the course of a day. You literally cannot keep track of all of it. Nobody is fixing uh, Churchill Downs or the, the Belmont Stakes. Nobody's fixing those races. But Belmont. The races that nobody watches. The sixth race at Belmont in june 30th you know like that's getting fixed like somebody's <laughs> gonna make a fucking ton of money off of that race just based off of whatever right and it uncle, only takes one person to fix it the jockey that's it you tell the jockey listen don't go as fast yeah <laughs> and that's it i have been at the racetrack when you i mean literally you could see the jockey be like <laughs> oh god <laughs> like the horse back and you're like oh uh, what the fuck you know, <laughs> but you got to be in on it. You got to be uh, in on it. I knew somebody who used to work at, at in the, the, they called it the jock lounge, the jockey lounge. Yeah. And they get food and they get all this stuff like that. And if something was going down, they were the ones who knew because those deals and shit got made in that room. God. Crooked as fuck. Cause how are you going to stop it? I don't Yeah. Cause you have to know what's happening. And even if you do, you got to prove it. And you got to prove that the something screw is going on on the track. And the only thing you can really prove on the track 
is if there's like bumping or kicking or pushing or shoving for something physical going on yeah if the if the jockey's just not pushing the horse fast enough though that's just well i didn't you know want to I felt like you know he was going as fast as he could. You know, you can't prove that. No, you know, can't. It's hard anyway to prove. And that. think about it. Even if like somebody comes to you and makes you an offer, how are you going to turn that down? But even if you look at me, you, and Cuddles and J Sabs and Aaron, right? It's five of us, and we go. Aaron's on the long shot. Let's all let Aaron go flying past us. Let's finish Aaron, Frank, and Cuddles. We'll bet that trifecta fucking clean up. Clean up, yeah. That's the thing. They hold back. There's movies about it. Uh, you know, every horse racing movie where there's any kind of fucked up thing going on, it's like they held back the horse so that the, the horse's odds went up, and then they let it win, and then they made a million dollars. Yeah. And there's that gamesmanship all the time amongst trainers and everything. Who doesn't put their horse into this race? Saves them for that, right? You know what I'm saying? Just to kind of like, you know, shuffle stuff around. But yeah, for sure. Those jockeys. Because what are they making? They're not making a lot. Now all of a sudden I could bet on this and I could fucking, you know, tell my cousin to put five grand on the sixth race at whatever bullshit. A a 15 or 20 to one sneaks into the the trifecta. You know what? That's going to fucking pay. Right. Stupid money. How could you stop that? I don't know. They should let the horses run without jockeys. Just let them run. <laughs> just put them out there. <laughs> that would be something, wouldn't it? Right. Just let, let's see, how, see what they do. Just see what just happens. Let, some of them will just wander around. Maybe a few will run down the track. Well, a dog track, right? You can't fix that. How do you fix that? That's impossible. Uh, it's not, I don't know if it's impossible. I'm sure there's some fucked up things that they can trank the dog. I don't know. Probably, right? Drug it up a little bit, see what happens. I don't know. It's fucked up if they did. But who the hell knows? I'm sure you could fix almost anything. Rhoda, my conspiracy theory is I had these two small humans moved in with me and called me mom and refused to pay rent for 18 years. Who are these people? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That's, a, that's another one. That's You got that problem. I do have that problem right now. It is awful. Yeah, the, the flat earth thing, he was like, did I tell you my son called, what my son called me the other day? Oh, no. I, I probably didn't. Saturday, he goes... What's going on there, big guy? I'm like, who the fuck are you? Are you fucking calling me big guy? It's like guy? I'm running this house now. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on there, big guy? I'm like, what? Wow. Is, what's happening right now? <laughs> who the hell are you, buddy? I, I go, I go, never. I'm your father. Do not talk to me like that. Although that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on there, big guy? Yeah. And then he goes, what? And then he goes, he laughs. He, so I laugh because I just found it to be hysterical. And then he's like, I know, isn't that right, big guy? I'm like, okay, let me tell you something about <laughs> We're gonna stop this position. right now. Yeah. <laughs> Once was funny. Right. You get but one off, it. you don't go right back to it right away. <laughs> you let it wait a little while, and that's called a callback. That's how you do it, kid. You gotta teach this kid. Do a comedy class with this kid. Yeah, we gotta do something because he's in bad shape, Frank. He's gotta take it. over this podcast when we're gone. Yeah, who is gonna do it? Who else <laughs> is gonna do it? How's Dexter with his mic work? Is he is he getting any better? I'll tell you, you could just sit here, look in the camera, and that's, there's a podcast. I'll tell you right now, we put Dexter on the thumbnail. We would definitely get more views than we're getting right now. You're going to get more. You're going to get more views than this. Just the fucking, just yeah. the eyes. Yeah. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's true. All right. Well, uh, it's been a fun show. 
It has been a fun show. Yeah. Not a two-hour uh, show, which is no. we do it on Mondays for some reason. We usually do that. But uh, thank you to everybody in the chat, everybody watching, the uh, the replay crew. Uh, make sure you pick up Aaron's novel called Oval. It, uh, the link is in the description below. Great book. Um, and uh, we will be back in a couple days. Yeah. Wednesday, baby. We'll be back yeah. on Wednesday. We got some yeah. fun stuff to talk about on Wednesday, like this new Disney floor. Have you seen this Disney floor? Disney floor? No. Yeah, fuck you up. I can't wait to get fucked up on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everybody. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Show me potato salad. Maybe we should go now. Go ahead. <laughs>